this thing. No title again. Is it rolling, Bob? That is the bicycle bell. Thank you once again, Shane Burley. Um, yeah, Scarborough Dude, your host of the Dixon Janes podcast. This would be episode number 985. 985, oh my God, we're getting there. Um, it is Wednesday, what are we at, uh, February something or other, I don't know, 20th, 21st, do you need to know? Um, PodCamp Toronto is this weekend, I'm very much looking forward to that, in fact, I don't know if this episode will include that, or I I probably should start fresh after PodCamp, but uh, we'll see. Plan on taking the gold train there early in the morning, Saturday morning, spending the whole day going to the party at night, and then coming home by gold train and picking up my car at Guildwood because that's the only place that has handicapped access. So I got to be a little careful about that short drive home. Ew. Anyway, uh, back to the here and now. I'm in uh, Birkdale Ravine once again, and if you manage to get through all of the last episode, the one that was 90 minutes, um, it kind of got uh, off to a, a wild start right here in this very park. Um, I'm probably looking at the bench where I had the toke right now, and boy, oh boy, that sure teed me up, as you will have heard, but uh, that's behind us. Um, the good news is there was follow through on that um just to pick up the threads here i got high and i continued my walk and saw hey this is very close to the uh, burkdale community center and in i went and met all these people and uh found out about all the programs they offered and yesterday i went in and joined some of the programs so it's a follow-through from last week. And, th- and that's what sometimes, if you're a regular listener, I hope you can see some of the continuity, you know, the stream of how decisions get made and things happen. And the because of that toke, yesterday I spent an hour doing chair yoga uh, with a great instructor. I think it was Tracy. Uh, very, very good. A great exercise. Boy, oh, boy, I could hear the cricks in my neck and the noises as I moved muscles uh, that um, haven't been used or don't get used often enough. So it was wonderful the first part. The second part was standing holding on to a chair. That was a little trickier for me, especially if it involved lifting one foot. Um, But I, I hung in there for it and so Monday I'm going back to this very place. I'm right behind it right now. Uh, to um, register for the chair yoga with a different instructor, but I hope she's just as good. And also the great fun of uh, watching the people play shuffleboard, uh, the kind of thing you see on a deck on a on a, a luxury you know cruise liner vacation type thing. They always have shuffleboard on deck. And um, so first time to do it, it's in the gymnasium. Uh, again, excellent facilities at this quite old uh, community center. Um, but uh, so I watched, they taught me the rules, and then somebody gave me a few tips. And um, I tried to do it just standing, and I, I couldn't really, I, I couldn't get my balance. I couldn't get my legs to, in the right position to have to lean forward and, and push, you know, this long handle to push your uh, little disc down the length of the gym uh and she said well why don't you just try one hand holding your walker and i did that and it worked perfectly so i am able to join in and i will be doing that uh uh, two weeks from now to join the regular crowd of about i don't know 15 16 people maybe only two men but i got to know them too because afterwards they said come on back with us we we're in the billiard room and uh after shuffleboard we play pool so got to know them, and then, like I say, joined in the yoga. So something real came of 
me having that talk and it leading me into this community center. Something very real and, and good. And on top of it all, of course, my wife is very happy. I found a place to go and do the things that she's been suggesting I need doing. A walk is not enough. You know, you need to be moving those other muscles. So I, I'm quite excited about that. All right. So there we are. That's the update. Um, I'm going to try and stay away from the news. I don't have um, many notes other than Putin, you know, wanting to hold him responsible for the death of the well-respected Soviet dissident, somebody challenging him, and uh, he's sent for a, what, 15, 16-year penalty of uh, at a... Um, a penal colony up in Siberia, or nor anyway up north of the Arctic Circle. I think I don't know. Anyway, Alexei uh, uh, Navalny uh, dead, and um, of course they haven't released his body yet. Uh, the word is they probably want the toxins to be leaked out before anybody else does an autopsy. Uh, very tragic, and yet I'm just holding on to hope that his name will live on in future generations of Russians. Uh, starting with the younger people now, we'll hold him up as a hero and he'll be, uh, what is the word, commemorized? Uh, I don't know if that's a real word. Uh, but they'll have buildings or roads or things named after him and, uh, you know, Putin will be one day the bad old days. Uh, speaking of going into the future, I just heard today that in 2027 they'll be releasing four biopics on the four Beatles. And I'm very excited about that. I think if they're if they're taking on such a task, they're going to do a good job. Uh, of course, everybody will have opinions. Oh my God, I thought John wasn't like that. <laughs> uh, but what great fun that will be to follow the the life. Uh, I heard today they're talking about it. They said, "Well, we're going to have to have at least two actors for a younger one and an older one for the ones who lived anyway." George, you might get by with just one actor. Um, but that will, that's just something really to look forward to. I don't like the idea that it's way in 2027, but, uh, I'm sure I'll be here still. So, uh, that's it. Uh, now going the other direction back into the past, I have been watching and enjoying so much the Avengers series from England with, uh, uh, Patrick McNee as John Steed and, oh my God. Diana Rigg as Emma Peel. She is just perfect in these parts. The fight scenes are hilarious because they're, they're neither of them are very good at fighting. But of course, John Steed often uses his uh, his umbrella or a cane or something, and uh, their opponents are always kind of stupid, even when they have guns. And uh, Diana Rigg gets into real tussles in her black leather. Oh my God. She is just the perfect woman. Well, uh, anyway, great fun. And the stories are just wild. They're just out of here. And it's just so creative. And there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, other people rave about The Prisoner. and There was some good stuff on television. But uh, this was one of them. Anyway, it just gives me happiness. And I'm sharing that. If you're ever looking for something on, uh, uh, what is it, um, uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, just go to the Avengers. Start with start with number one, and uh, go from there. And then the lovely, of course, the, the crazy car. She's driving a nice hot little. I think a, is it a Lotus Elan or something. I know a British sports car. I'll know if I see it again. And he's got some. Looks like an old Bentley or something chugging along. Great fun. All right. Um, and now I, I'm I'm looking at notes here. I'm going to give you one quote, because we do quotes on the Dixon Jane's podcast, and this is from that book that I can't fi- seem to find much more. I've enjoyed the um, the two books I talked about last time that I got from the library, uh, the book on the um, cancel culture. A uh, lot of interesting information there. Uh, I'm just up to the section now where they're talking about the, uh, what I was going to say, the Chixie Dicks. That's not it. The Dixie Chicks? <laughs> I, you know who I mean uh, the girls who uh, made a stand against America stood up in England and protested against George Bush in the war uh, in Iraq and just got all their country boys and girls just boy turned on them um, and just said no, no, no burn their records, burn their discs 
uh, you're no longer one of us. So they had to change the name. I, I know I've got the name wrong, but it's, it's so close to the Dixie Chicks. Anyway, you'll know who I mean. Um, but so that was another case of, um, you know, cancel culture from the right wing doing it. It's not just the left doing it. It's the right does it as well, even though they'll deny it. Uh, same with McCain, how they uh, canceled her. All right. Anyway, on the other book on uh, Zen in this age of anxiety, uh, just a simple quote here by somebody called Osho, which is a, a Japanese Buddhist, I guess. All the Buddhas of all the ages have been telling you a very simple fact. Be, don't try to become. So again, you get at that one and say, what, what's the message there? It just means live in the moment. Like right now, I am in this moment. I'm talking to you, but I'm feeling relaxed. I'm sitting comfortably in my four-wheeled Nexus walker. I've got both my arms resting on the uh, the armrests, or the things, the handles. Uh, the sun is shining down on me. I've turned to face the direct sun. A little bit of a few clouds coming in just, but I got my sunglasses on because everybody else walking this stretch does. I've got my coat open. I had to take off my scarf and gloves because it's warm. I am feeling as I lift my head upwards like I did in yoga yesterday. I am feeling the warmth of that sun. I feel that little breeze across my face. I feel just a slight chill where my coat is open. When I start walking again, I'm going to zip it up. I am as much as I can be in the moment right now. Some might say, yes, but man, you're still talking to people out there. But what? <laughs> this is what I'm doing now. It is about the now. I am existing in this now. I'm feeling this now. I'm sharing this now. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to post a picture. It may seem very, very egotistic of me because it's a, it's a nice picture. But it's a picture taken in 19, maybe 73, 74. So we're talking 50 years ago at least. Of me with my long hair. There's not many photos from those days. You know, it was film camera and we just didn't do that. We were busy getting high and drunk. Out in Vancouver, on the balcony, we had an apartment on the 20th floor uh, 1850 Comox, right right near Stanley Park, just off Denman. Lovely high-rise, beautiful apartment that uh, Debbie and I moved into. And uh, eventually we couldn't pay the rent, and we, had to t- we turned it over to her brother, Glenn, and his wife at the time, who was also called Debbie. Um, yeah, and for a while, four of us lived there. Anyway, I went out in the balcony, and somebody took a picture of me. It looks like a selfie, but uh, we didn't do selfies in those days. And um, it's me, way back then. I, com- I connect with that. I know that's me. I'm looking at it now. He's gazing off. He may or may not be high. He's got a mustache, and instead of a goatee, he's just got a strip down the middle of his chin. I don't know what prompted me to grow that, but it, it kind of looks cool, so it makes a T, you know, over my mustache and this straight line shaved on either side, like a very, very, you know, a half-inch wide goatee uh, and hair curling on my shoulders. And um, I don't know. I guess I'm happy with that me. I'm happy who he was. He was, he was fun. He was... He had friends. He was digging life on the West Coast. He still had his troubles. He um, he went off to uh, group therapy. Probably before that. This is probably post-therapy when I started to get my shit together. He was depressed for a while. Um, eventually, gosh, 75, the, the next year, headed off to uh, Prince George that special summer. Hair was cut by then, I guess, for whatever reason. Maybe because I wanted to get hired on the railway. Maybe I thought long hair wouldn't do it. turned out that was wrong. They'd hire anybody. Um, And then up to the Yukon. 
summer of 75. That's another one in the, in the books. Uh, traveling the Yukon, Alaska well, the entire summer. And drunk for a good part of it. Happily drunk. Blissfully drunk. Almost zenfully drunk, if I can risk seeing that. Um, so, yeah. That was me. And uh, this is me now, and a lot of me is kind of the same. In fact, I'm sitting here reading Zen quotes, trying to trying to sound wise. I've achieved some wisdom. Um, but I think I have. I think I'm a happier creature. And then I look at all the in-betweens from that time 50 years ago and all the things that happened. Boy, eventually, six years after that photo, six or seven years later, I'm in Nigeria for a couple of years, and then another year... What, 1984? Yeah, so 10 years after that picture, I, I got, bought that one-way ticket to Tokyo. And that's the thing that changed everything about my life. And now here I am in Scarborough, rediscovering a, a community center and the people who've lived here most of their lives. Um, and sort of, I'm not rebranding, no. I'm, maybe I'm, I'm claiming my brand. Hey, this is still me. This is who I am. I am kind of a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I can say that. Uh, not everybody thinks so. I know Barnacle Bill is, uh, I don't know, he, he can see my shortcomings, and, uh, and of course my wife can too, and uh, I think both my sons can. But they're pretty nice about it generally. They're nicer than Barnacle Bill anyway. He digs a little. Uh, and that's not nice of me to say. That's not kind at all, but... Uh, Anyway, I guess I, we're, we're rounding into weird territory here. I don't want to say nasty things about anybody. I'm just saying, I'm, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make, uh, and I tried to make in the last podcast, is I'm still learning, and I'm I'm happy about still learning and wanting to learn and, and you know, making, making a snail's progress. Scarborough Dude, maybe that would be a good title if I, if I had to remember one, A Snail's Progress. I'll work on that. Scarborough Dude signing off from uh, the Birkdale Ravine. Bye for now. Who knows where I'll be when I next talk to you. Brian's coming over this afternoon. Looking forward to that. Little chat. Meeting John Meadows for coffee tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scarborough Dude. Oop, we got to do the ding-ding. Hang on. i got things in my hand. Where's the bell? Ah! all you're going to get of the Avengers theme song. I think they've jazzed it up a little, but uh, anyway, that's... Uh, this is the part you remember. Uh, Brian and I watched it yesterday. Brian came over for lunch. Brian, my good buddy Brian, my friend from uh, 1979 when we when we first met when uh, we were signing up to join Kuso in Nigeria and we were having our orientation and simulation games and so on going way back then back in toronto we haven't been friends ever since so it's it's quite a history between brian and i and yesterday it was nice just to have uh, have him over for lunch and have a catch-up and we ended the afternoon watching the avengers together so uh there you go that was that um i'm just gonna stop that bam gone okay it's uh, it's me back, only this time I'm podcasting from Bluffers Park. 
I have not been here for a long time, it seems. It's not the best walk. It's all gravel and uh, often mud and snow and ice and stuff. But uh, today it looks okay, so I'm going uh, to take that walk. I'm facing now <clears throat> my line of uh, beautiful willow trees. They're, they're just they're lovely this time of year, and it's just very little foliage on them. I don't know if foliage is the right word, but they're a little bit of green hanging down there, but not much. And then they just come back to full life in the spring and summer. Uh, yeah. So it's been a, it's been a, a time of friendships. I, I think I have three close friends in, uh, in the area that I hang out with. Uh, and so it was with Lisa at the only cafe on Saturday night. Uh, it was just her and I who could make it this time, and a lovely evening over uh, four good pints of beer uh, and uh, a lot of good conversation. And then uh, yesterday, Brian came over out of the blue, phoned up, said, hey, I got the car, maybe I'll come and visit you. And I said, yeah, please do. And we got caught up. We know each other so well over this time, and we know about each other's families and uh, friends and histories, and so it was a catching up. And then today... Um, with John, in fact, just an hour ago, I dropped John off at the Warden Subway after our uh, Tim Hortons coffee get-together, which is something we do on a regular basis. And uh, it's always good conversation uh, about a number of things. We did touch on uh, Abigail DeVoe, who I've mentioned several times about her uh, her YouTube channel on uh, on music. We both agreed she's a fine-looking young lady. And uh, I think that John said one of the interesting things about her is you know she's never going to say something disparaging about the boomers because that's the music she's listening to. So it's uh, so often it's just, you know, okay, boomer, we've had enough. But uh, she's digging the the sounds that we groove to way back then. Anyway, I have nothing. uh, I don't think I have any notes. Oh, yes, I did have some notes. Damn it. Uh, let me see. Bean counter. Uh, <laughs> it's just an expression I taught my wife today, and it was kind of a, a funny thing that over breakfast uh, she had mentioned something that they have to do at work, getting more people coming to a, an attend a certain event or something like that. No, no need to go into any details. And I said, oh, yeah, you can blame the bean counters. And she, what's that, you know? You mean nami? What kind of beans? No, no, the bean counters. People who, I guess I explained it as people who uh, don't actually necessarily serve uh, the people who need the help, whatever, if if it's that kind of situation, but are the ones who sort of look over the numbers. That's all they do is sit in a room and look over numbers and uh, make work for other people. And there's a lot of bean counters in every industry, at every college and university and uh, wherever you go, and I said, it's kind of a disparaging term, and so uh, she uh, she filed that one away. She was happy to learn that uh, that expression, bean counters. She'll probably use it today. Um, no MPs in mosques until call for Gaza ceasefire. Okay, we'll do that one. Um, <laughs> there's been, uh, I guess, counsel on I- imams and, and various Islamic groups and several prominent mosques, uh, very often have, you know, politicians coming in and using that audience to drum up votes or talk about how wonderful they are and how they're, uh, especially, you know, I guess the liberals would use that when they could to uh, drum up support and from that voting block. And, um, these people got together. And said, you know, Canada is still arming Israel and, and contributing to that war, of, of which is more and more hateful by the day of, this is wrong, Israel. This, this is not going to get you any benefits in the long run. I, I just don't understand it at all. Uh, there should have been a ceasefire long ago. The, there should be a, a, a unified bloc in Western countries and NATO and everybody else saying, Israel, fuck, stop it, men, end, stop, now. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, and so people will try and get a little wiggle room. Oh, well, we'll tell them, we'll scold them, but we, we can't really stop them. Anyway, uh, the uh, this group, uh, many of the mosques and various Islamic organizations in Canada said, we will not welcome 
any members of parliament into our mosques as as Ramadan is coming up, a chance when people want to get up there and preach why they should be remain in power or get votes or whatever, uh, you're not welcome until Canada declares a Gaza, demands a, a ceasefire in Gaza. And my first reaction was, wait a minute, you can't, you can't, you group of Muslims can't tell our country what to do. And then I thought, okay, now let's rethink this. Well, kind of, I'm in favor of that overall. And if it had come from, say, the United Church, would I have had any reaction at all? I would have just said, oh, good for them, standing up for what they believe in. And so I'm sharing this to show that we have to check our biases. My biases, as you know, you hear me often rant on about uh, not being favorable towards fundamental Islam at all. Uh, and by fundamental, I mean people who, who insist Quran is the word of God, of God and and uh, and if you uh, draw a picture of the Prophet, you you have created some great act of blasphemy and are deserving of punishment, and we'll take care of you and uh, Salman Ashri and anybody else who dares to defame our religion. Okay, that group, which is not the majority of Muslims, I'm clear on that, but I do have that sort of built-in bias prejudice, okay? Uh, it, I, I don't call it racist, because it's not. But anyway, um, so I did check myself and say, well, well if, it was a, if it was a church group, and of course the churches wouldn't be organized in the United Church, they'd find some wiggle room somehow. But that was good for me to <laughs> open up that question. How do I really feel about it? Yeah, I'm great, and I don't mind... Um, I was dead against when there was a protest calling for Israel ceasefire. They stopped in front of the, uh, the I can't remember the name of the hospital, but it is Jewish, and there was a, uh, a flag of David out front, and they climbed up on the roof, and they blocked the entrance in a protest, and I was dead against that. Uh, and anybody who, you know, uh, spray paints or does anything against Jewish institutions? No, can't do that. Sorry. Yes, you can make your your complaints loud and clear to the uh, the government of Canada, but you do not single out and target Jewish institutions. Um, and it it works in all ways against all re- you know for or against all religions. So, all right, we're done. That's off the list. Oh, phew. All right. So that was all you got in terms of notes. Um, I've just got a note from John. Let's see what John has to say. Um, a pleasure as always this morning. Here's a final Monday episode. Oh, Sufalaki, good. He was talking about it. Okay, good. Just sent me a link to something. So it's good to have friends, and it's good to connect, and it's good to, you know, invest in your friendships and, and deepen them as much as you can. And I, I feel very blessed to... Um, to have quite a few people who I really want to spend more time with. Mr. Wooby, I'm talking to you too. Never get to see Francis. But then, hey, he lives out in some lake area off Highway 7. How the hell are you ever going to meet up with somebody like that? And uh, on top of which, he's got a full-time job and a family. So uh, he's forgiven. He gets a pass. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, I wanted to give shout-outs to. Gosh, there was somebody who was deserving of a shout-out. Oh, uh, Mike. Mike, I don't I don't think I have a nickname for Mike. And if I did, that'd probably be a little bit insulting, so I won't do that. Uh, Mike is the other part of the trio. There, there was a trio when we went off to Nigeria. We really connected, cemented the friendship. I think we all got together in Ottawa before boarding the plane for Brussels and then off to... Uh, Kano in northern Nigeria, and that was Mike. Um, I'll leave his last, last name off. I don't know why, but uh, he's a, a writer, a poet. He spent his whole life being a school teacher after Nigeria at a private school. Uh, a very, very good teacher, better than I or Brian ever would have been. But we were a trio, Brian, Mike, and I. We all went to Nigeria with a little bit of insecurities about our own teaching abilities. Will we be good enough teachers. And the fact that we found each other, mostly because we all like to drink, and we drank a lot together, 
Uh, and, of course, I visited Mike at his posting in Mayo Belwa, Gongola State, northern Nigeria, and uh, visited Brian in Bauchi State, and again, northern Nigeria, and they visited me at my house in Bendel State. Uh, so we were tight, and then after Kusa, Mike stayed for a third year, and that was quite gutsy. Um, and then uh, came back and ended up in Ottawa uh, with a good drinking habit, uh, which he is now clear of, like no longer imbibes. And uh, good for him, because he, he wasn't the best of drunks. Uh, at any rate, I don't think he'd mind me saying that. Um, and uh, we shared a room together in uh, Ottawa when uh, I was going, I went back to Carleton University. Mike was, I don't know what Mike was doing, um, but we had this wonderful uh, German woman doing a postgraduate work, I guess, and she had a, two rooms upstairs in her house and uh, with an open hallway between them, but doors you could close, and Mike was in one and I was in the other. And uh, Mike spent the winter in Ottawa, going around in running shoes and uh, probably getting drunk on Friday, drunk on Friday nights. And uh, then, gosh, was it before then or after then? We moved into my cousin, cousin Dave's place out in Russell, and Dave took a look at us and thought, "Whoa, I do not want these guys hibernating here for the winter," and. Um, called us to a little meeting and said, all right, what are your plans for the fall? So maybe maybe we started off in Russell. Maybe I was already living there, and then we got a place in Ottawa. Maybe that was it. Maybe we were in Russell first and then got sort of the heave-ho, rightly so, and ended up in that apartment and uh, good place. Anyway, uh, Mike and I have a history going way back, and now it's down to, uh, because he lives way out, I believe, in Surrey, um, sharing Wordle, Quirtle, and Connections posts every day. But uh, I did hear that Mike say that he does listen to these podcasts, so shout out to uh, to uh, to Mike, and uh, much appreciated. Yeah, I think that's about it. I think I'm just, uh, I think I'm going to decide, am I going to take my walk? Yes, I have to take my walk. I'm here, I've got my walker. I, I would feel guilty if I did not, and that's good. It's in. It's built into the system now. If you don't take a walk... Um, you 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 deserve to feel shitty and you won't enjoy your nap this afternoon. So uh, I'll sign off there. Oh, did I have anything else? There was something I wanted to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Something weird. Will I ever find it? Yes, I will. Oh, shit. I'm probably not going to find it. She's about a loser. She's about a mover. That's it. She's about a mover. I should have marked it. It was a song that came out on this date by a group called the Sir Douglas Quintet. And they took that name, they were from Texas, but it was 1965 when that song came out, and I just loved it. And they wanted to sound uh, British, uh, because that was, you know, anybody who was British was cool. And so they uh, they grew their hair, they looked exactly like a British group, but they, they couldn't fake a British accent. So they couldn't quite pull it off, but they did have that song. And ah, damn it. Uh, I could probably find it if I went into Spotify and so on. Uh, maybe I'll start the next episode with it or something else. We'll just uh, we'll just end here on that. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, you'll 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 hear something or other that I feel like playing a little music. Bye for now. Alrighty. Oops. Where's the bell? Come on. Somewhere. Oh, here we are. Part 2, Podcam Toronto. I am at Guildwood Station, and uh, everything is going as planned. I managed to uh, get up before my alarm, get a shower, get uh, get over to McDonald's for a takeout order. Only a couple of problems there, but uh, ordered twice, but doesn't matter. Got what I wanted, and here I am on time, thought I'd be late. Uh, sitting on the platform at Guildwood Station, which has an elevator and handicapped access. So uh, that's why I can't get on my local station, uh, which would be uh, Eglinton. But uh, this is all going according to plan, so I just thought I'd uh, start off with a sensible start, because I hope by the evening I won't be quite so sensible. I'll be a little silly, or in the silly zone. 
Uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't have any roaches left with me. I've got a, but I've got a couple of gummies. I figure if I start off with maybe half a gummy towards the end of the uh, podcamp day, uh, that should tee me up for the evening. I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, looking forward to it, the sessions and seeing people and just exploring something new. You know, a little bit of anxiety because of having to do everything with a four-wheeled stroller uh, makes me. You know, you know, second guess. Okay, how far is that walk? Okay, once I get to the restaurant, how am I going to get back to Union Station and so on? Oh, here comes the train, so uh, we're going to shut her down now. sitting on the GOAT train on my way home. I have not stopped all day. I've been engaged with people a good part of the uh, good part of the time, except for using the elevator and the handicap washroom. Otherwise, I was uh, with people, talking, exchanging energy, and uh, having fun, as I knew I would, and this was my main reason for coming out to uh, PodCamp Toronto. It's a good time. Uh, the bar was fabulous. I think it was called uh, 900 Wood. I don't know if that was an address or what. It was a wood fire making pizzas, which um, the gang putting together pod camp. So we got to mention John and Jennifer and uh, Lily and the whole crew they get working with them. Uh, what a major score, coup, success. Uh, absolutely fabulous. The facilities at George Brown are great. I certainly hope they welcome us back next year. Um, it, it's just been an excellent, excellent day. And I, I know that that's going to start getting boring. And as I give specifics, I'll get around to that. I just want to share the uh, the up I'm on now. I arrived at Union as the train pulled out. 
and yeah, big deal. There's another one. <laughs> Not too much later. 30 minutes. I trying to charge up my iPhone. Um, I walked from the uh, restaurant marina. It was a good 30-minute walk. I'm glad I did. I need to sober up. I, they were, they were, their servings were very generous. Uh, John and uh, Jennifer were generous with the free drink tickets. And uh, you got more than your money's worth out of out of this whole thing. I mean, they just bought pizza after pizza after pizza. I kept telling John, you know, he was a wicked man for letting them keep bringing more out because there was people had their fill. But uh, John said, "No, we paid for it. We're we're getting them, and uh, you know, good for them. They'll uh, a lot of people will go home with pizza tonight." Uh, they were excellent pizzas. This is the thing. The food was really good. This was a score. Lily found the place a little unusual. A, a lot of talk and attention being paid to the uh, the bar staff. One quite petite woman, a woman in a, a tight uh, a tight outfit that maybe Emma Peel might have worn, and uh, the other one in a dress that was a bit too low on the top and a bit too high in the rear. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. And then, of course, it it, uh, it 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 got a lot of people's attention. And she was lovely. She was great. I just made a joke when I got in there, and uh, she was uh, friendly and fun and cheerful. It, it, I mean, that's a big part of the, uh, the, the podcast is the party afterwards. Where is it going to be? You know, what's it going to be like? The atmosphere was very chill. Podcasters, and, and what was nice, this is a whole new breed of people, and most of whom I didn't know. I, I mean, I clung to and hung out with the, uh, the people I do know, uh, which is something I do look forward to. But it was good to see a lot of people who are unfamiliar faces, not the old gang, uh, people who were as keen as ever on podcasting. Uh, so a very good session on uh, I guess she was promoting using video with your podcast or the, the coupling of your podcast or, or podcasting on by video or whatever it was she did. I don't know. She did an excellent presentation. Talked to her after. and uh, She said she'd listen to the Dixon Jane's podcast. I always accept that with a note of, yeah, maybe for five minutes. But uh, anyway, it doesn't matter about that. What matters is the people. Another fellow podcaster, I, I missed his, uh, I, you know, when I when I came by the room, everybody was standing in a circle and it looked like something was happening, maybe they're going to lift themselves off the ground or something, so I, I backed out and went back a little later, he was still there, and met his mother, who was a delightful woman from Ajax, dressed in such a nice way, I, I had to comment on it, and that's... Uh, it was like a Greek sailor's hat, and I don't know how many layers of black, and, and it was it was delightful, and we had an absolutely wonderful conversation. And this is before I've got any alcohol or gummies into me. This was just uh, part of the day. Do you want to hear the announcements? Sorry. I got to get to Guildwood. Of course, I go right past my stop, which is Eglinton, until uh, next year when they have a an elevator put in. Uh, but that's coming, and that's good. That's progress. The walk was great. The walk there, I, I hooked up with Connie. I, I I should go through some of the names of the people I met up with. I, although I don't really know if there was a stranger listening, they'd want to know. Tell me about PodCamp, and. I'm talking about people, talking about friends, the warmth. A good conversation with our dear friend Connie, who many of you will know as a regular at our uh, only cafe gatherings. Uh, a fine woman. You know, this is feeling a bit flat, I, I don't think, and, and it's just, I, I just don't think I can do it justice. Maybe I'm a little self-conscious that uh, people might be hearing me, who knows. <sighs> Talking with uh, 
yeah, I, I guess I, I want to. I'm, I'm going to post some pictures, and I, I think I'm just going to. Uh, I shut down now. I can't do it justice. I, I, you know, how many times can I say it was about the people? It was about. I, I guess I feel I feel very validated when I come here because I am certainly one of the older people, and I and I do have a certain degree of respect within the community. I'm, I'm going to say that, and that's that's a good feeling. It's a very good feeling. So I, here's the other thing, and I guess I'm back at the bar because the bar is what it's about to me, to, to some degree. Um, walked in, and there's already a lot of people. There. Wow, the tables are getting full, and I'm thinking, man, if I get trapped in one of those chairs, I can't get out. Where am I going to park the walker and so on? And sure enough, the bar was empty. Nobody sitting at the bar, and I said to Connie, I think... Uh, that's where I want to sit myself, and I could not have had a better seat. And to me, at this stage of my life, having your seat where you sit becomes very, very important. And it's not about the best seat, it's what's the seat that's going to work well for you tonight. Well, you're at the bar, you're going to get your drinks, not a problem at all. And so I had excellent service all night with those double wines that she was pouring and uh, a good view of all the action at the bar and everybody else. So good, good visuals. But knowing, of course, Connie was beside me, and then another friend of hers who I met today from uh, Montreal uh, was on the other side. And then I turned that over to uh, a, a, another surprise. Rick uh, showed up, and uh, I'm, I've drawn a blank on. Rick's last name, you all know who I'm talking about, uh, with his delightful partner of a couple of years now, Beth. And I got Beth, Beth to plunk herself down beside me at the bar. Uh, and we just had a wonderful chat. And I will, I will confess, by then the gummy had kicked in. And so, uh, no matter what, yeah, yeah, and I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, and I, this is another thing I'm a little embarrassed to say, but uh, I can, I can pour on the charm. I, I can be, you know, I can be a person somebody wants to sit beside. You know, <laughs> I can tell stories and I can listen. I know when to listen to. And um, so, that was that was a highlight. Rick, Rick, Rick Weiss. Uh, and we talked about camping, we talked about uh, just catching up, we talked about Brent and Brandy and how everybody missed them. And then uh, Michael, what was the nickname we had for Michael? Mustard Mike, uh, who now doesn't go by that name anymore, runs a podcasting empire. Michael Monogatari or uh, Modigliani, somewhere close in there. And the fellow who did a presentation on uh, using... It wasn't mime. It wasn't mime for all up, but it was, uh, what do you call that, when people go on stage and uh, ad-lib against each other? You know, there's a word for it. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, a, a nice chat with him. We ended up in a chat, for we chat, and of course the other person, not to forget, dear, dear Lily, who was dressed like a raccoon tonight. And uh, she's just simply cute and lovely and fun. And we have, we have a nice little... I have relationships with these people, okay? So it's about the relationships. It's about the friendship. It's about the, the fun, the comfort you feel in, in the presence of these other people. You can just talk about anything and laugh and joke and, and learn about them. I found out about uh, things about Lily I didn't know. And uh, she's an interesting gal. And she's cute and she's fun. And... Um, we all ended up talking about cats, and Lily wasn't a cat person, got a cat, is now a cat person. Michael wasn't a cat person, is now a cat uh, person. Uh, and even uh, our dear friends um, John and uh, Jennifer were not cat people and now have a cat. It's a little stray, poor little stray kitten they found in their alleyway and they took it in and now they are cat people. So we all had cats. Now... Lily had a good name for her cat. What's it? Roger. Uh, what's that? There's two words that go together. 
no, never mind. Anyway, now, of course, now I am rambling, and now this has definitely ceased to be interesting listening. But I, I, I'm just trying to say I'm feeling joyful. <laughs> and joyful is how you want to be in life. I feel, I feel so happy that I came out tonight. Like, oh, Ken, this is the best fucking thing you could have done for yourself. You need to do stuff like this, man. Just get the hell out and have fun. And, um... That's it, and I think I'm coming back for more tomorrow. I think I'm going to just drive in because I hear Mark will be back. Okay, I may, did I did I forget Mark? Oh my God, Mark Mark Blevis. That's why I didn't go to the many sessions this morning. I, I did go to a session on inclusivity, and realized that the Dixon James podcast would offend and exclude an awful lot of people, uh, you know, by design, and um, so. We left that one, and, and Mark and I just said, no, we'll just have our own little session. And we sat and we caught up, and we, we, we talked about the old days of uh, Pab and Kingston and the first get-togethers, and uh, oh, Bob and Sylvain and Laurent and uh, a lot of people from the past who we haven't seen for a while. And uh, it, it was just fun just to sit there with Mark and talk. And, and, and I guess it's a, maybe a sense of belonging too, like you know, find the others. These are our people, and and that's maybe that. If I if I had no other message tonight to share, other than this one thing, and it is about community and a sense of community and and a welcoming new people in and and extending these circles a little wider or drawing new people in or just maybe you just meet somebody, have a great time, and you don't see them again. Uh, but there is a, a sense of hey, this is a, this is a, a pretty damn nice club to belong to. There's a lot of nice and interesting and very creative people out here. So, uh, yeah, that's the best I can do, folks. For now, I think I'm gonna. Well, what am I gonna do? <sighs> Sit and enjoy the ride. I've got. To, I I knew this time to do not get on the train except where the handicapped people are supposed to get on the train. The people with wheelchairs and rollers and baby buggies, um, that's where you board the train because I did not do that at uh, Guildwood and I had a little trouble lifting my walker onto the train and then of course when you get off at Toronto Union Station, that was one fuck of a job, getting this bugger off. Uh, it's dangerous, so I know better now, and I know when I arrive at um, Guildwood, I'm sure they have it arranged so that if you got on at a special ramp with the car that has the ramp, you can make damn sure that's where you get off as well. The train is the, the drivers know where that stop has got to be. So that's the coach I'm in. So that'll make things a lot easier. And and I'm feeling well enough, safe enough, sober enough, clear-headed enough to uh, drive home once I get uh, settled in my car, which uh, should be waiting for me. So there you go. That's... uh, that wasn't much, but it's the best I can do. Of course, I'm a little self-conscious again, thinking, oh, what if there's a new person listening? And uh, they're expecting better. Well, fuck you. This is uh, this is as good as it gets at the end of the night on a Saturday, and uh, uh, you know, I, I, it is about me, and it is about how I'm feeling, and it is about what brings me joy. And just just the walk with Connie along some darn really seedy parts of Toronto, you know, that that the ones that make the news where there are stabbings and things. And uh, we did see Kim's Convenience, the TV show Kim's Convenience. Oh dear. I thought somebody was throwing up, but I think it's a baby. <laughs> I had one or the other. Um, yeah, Kim's Convenience. I didn't take a picture. Um, some very rough spots that we all commented on will soon be raised to the ground and uh, new glass no soul buildings will be put up in their place and then gradually bit by bit by bit more and more character will be erased from the city and then it's it's understandable I mean we're not talking about the places we're talking about are, are a rough rundown kind of 
places that aren't uh, they are adding a lot of value for anybody they just happen to be there um, but I do understand there's others that uh, anyway okay point sorry can circle back let's try and have a point here point was it was a very interesting walk on streets that I don't normally walk along uh, Richmond uh, Queen um, you know Taking in new scenery, and that's why I enjoyed the walk back too. Scarborough dude, Jesus Christ, man, signing off. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I'm back, and this is uh, the Sunday of uh, Podcamp Toronto. And I'm just leaving now. I've got a couple of minutes left in my parking session. I drove in this morning. Very happy I did that. I mean, it looked like there were a lot of good sessions. And Mark was coming back. And Connie was coming. And uh, Anthony Marco came in for a bit. And we sat together and chatted. And just to see your friends and connect again. And then, of course, with Lily and Jennifer and John and Michael and... It just, uh, you know, it all felt good seeing people you care about and, and like to know, and they like you, you know? That's just, I talk often about validation, needing to feel validated. Well, I I sure felt it here in person. I mean, I wasn't trying to pitch my, it wasn't about the podcast, it was about me personally. Ken, hey, well, I'm glad Ken's here, I'm glad you came. And I think they meant it. And I said, hey, I'm going to be back next year. So, uh, yeah, all of, all of that was good. Uh, I, I don't know. I was going to, I thought last night I just recorded trash and was going to dump it out. And then I listened to it back this morning. I said, no, no, that's, that said what I wanted to say. It is about community. Uh, speaking of which, I, um, sat with John. I said, damn it, John. This is John Lashinsky, Picard 102, the man who really is the organizer with help, but who just, you know, takes the weight of this whole thing and pulls it. I mean, this is down to the the amount of details of the rooms you're securing, getting the place, getting the venue, getting, I mean, they supplied coffee this year. They had to buy coffee urns because it was cheaper than paying, you know, ridiculous price to Tim Hortons or something else. And just so much involved, but he's been doing it. And there's a faint hope in John's John's face that says, let's, you know, I'd like to hit 20 years, you know, of PodCamp Toronto. Yeah, let's go for it. But what I said when I had just a little quiet time alone with him in a room was, you deserve the the, the Bob Goyetch Community Award. This is a special award that was not given out. It hasn't been given out. I don't know when the last time, and, and I'm embarrassed to say I did get it, win it once, and I'll, I, I'm very proud of that and very happy to have had that. At least I hope I got it. Didn't get the trophy. Uh, <laughs> that's down the road, when the, when there is money. Um, but it's for people who do a lot there, and I, I just posted on Twitter, there is nobody who has done more for the community in a very long time. People just aren't stepping up. People are going to these things, doing it, but everybody's out there pitching their own show and, uh, you know, this and that. But to actually give and and something that the community needs and uses and to do it in such an incredibly great way that it's, it's at the lowest possible cost... Wow, with so much. I'm I'm telling you, like you don't get parties like last night where you what for this fee you were able to get all you could eat, pizza and wings, really good stuff, and incredibly generous portions of alcohol. Holy shit, man! That's like the old days. Wow, to pull that off. So this is just my pitch, you know, John, John, John. I know he doesn't listen to this. He didn't, you know, that's not what it's about. I'm telling you, anybody else who is listening to this and knows anything about PodCamp and uh, what's involved in keeping it going, holy shit, John. Uh, 
So we'll we'll have to do something. We'll have to find some way that uh, somebody steps up. And I guess it, you know I think I better take on that responsibility myself to push this ahead so that uh, next year uh, there's a little time stepping out at the party where John gets this award. And uh, yeah, okay. So I'm gonna. I see my time is up. Uh, I got to get myself home. I'll probably, maybe I'll add a tail end to this. I, I, again, I was talking about this is really some sketchy parts of Toronto, which which just to me is just endlessly fascinating. Wow, I wonder what goes on there. And then some places that get redone and who's living there and, you know, uh, I guess it's because this is the city and I live in the suburb. All right, that's the difference. That's what's happening. Scarborough dude goes to the big city. Wow, this is neat. So uh, anyway, it, it just fabulous time. Stop. All right. So uh, I'll uh, I'll end uh, tomorrow. Scarborough dude signing out. Bye for now.